Are you in a state of recovery? Do you want more clarity and direction? Have you built your foundation and wonder what lies beyond recovery? Do you want to discover what you are truly capable of? And are you ready to discover your purpose, learn to overcome your limiting beliefs, and change your mindset? Are you ready to discover the key to living a purpose-driven life? When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, and strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost, but our journey doesn't have to stop there. This is the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. After overcoming my own 20-year battle of addiction to drugs and alcohol, I have now dedicated my life to empowering those in recovery to rewire their brain so they can change their story and enhance their recovery even further. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. My name is Tamar, your host for this adventure. So starting it off with a little bit of gratitude. Today, I'm incredibly grateful for my fiance. I have to say, so we, as I record this episode, we have had some very cold, very wintry weather. Not a big fan of it, even though I've got my winter tires on. I don't like driving in the stuff. And he has been absolutely amazing. You know, he has been coming by my place, offering to pick up things. Um, He has even offered to come and pick me up to go out. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, You know, I like to kind of hide away when the weather gets like this. I don't like to venture out outside and you know, it's just, it's really cold and nasty. And he has just done such a wonderful job at keeping me company, you know, make sure that I have everything I need. uh, So I can just stay situated and do what I do. And so today I am incredibly grateful for him and just the joy and happiness that he brings into my life. And you know, the fun, we have a lot of fun, that's for sure. Um, So that's what I'm grateful for today. Now, if you haven't already, make sure you go check out the Change Your Brain Masterclass. This is a six-session masterclass that my good friend Lane Kennedy and I have put together, and this is really about learning how to change your brain so you can change your story and enhance your recovery. All of the methods that we teach in this, you know, Lane and I like to nerd out over neuroscience. She is a mindfulness expert. Uh, So if you need meditation, make sure you check out the Connected Calm podcast and as well as the community. Um, And I like to nerd out over some of the theory, right? And how neuroscience has actually enhanced my sobriety. And so we wanted to put this uh, six session course together that talks about, you know, purpose, mindset, beliefs, emotional intelligence, the subconscious mind, and of course, my favorite, neuroplasticity, because I can say the word and I love it. And, you know, we have six activities that you get to do that will help you change your brain, six absolutely amazing meditations that Lane does that are on each topic that help you embed the concepts into your subconscious mind even further. And then of course, we wrap things up with a 21 day challenge, which is fun. 
You get an inspirational quote and an action item. And we are giving a big, big discount on this program right now. So head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash change your brain and check it out today. On the show today, I'm excited to bring you Craig Schultz from the One Shot Movement. We had a fantastic conversation. You know, I always talk about how many of us have overcome addiction and or adversity to discover our calling. And so he has an incredible story as well. You don't want to miss this. We talk about how he had started up several businesses, the success that he found, also the one shot movement. And we talk about his book. You know, you've got one shot, which is you got one shot at this life, right? You got to make the most of it. I think all too often we wait for things to happen. We wait for that right moment, right? And if we wait, there's never a right time. Just get started, you know, take that step forward, move the dial forward and do something today that's going to get you heading in the right direction. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome. We are hanging out with my friend Craig Schultz. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Looking forward to uh, spending some time with you. I know. I'm really excited. So grateful to have you on the show because I know you've got a lot of knowledge to share. So why don't you start off by introducing yourself and who you are today? Yeah, look, I mean, I uh, live in Melbourne, Australia, Um, the biggest uh, lockdown uh, place in the world at the moment with over 250 days in hardcore lockdown. So that's uh, pretty full on. So if you viewers who don't know, I'm one of those um, in an open air prison down in Australia at the moment. But uh, just to give you a bit of a snapshot of me, I've been in business 20 years. Um, but when I grew up, I left home when I was 15. So we're talking about adversity and challenges in life. Um, that was my first uh, big challenge in life because it wasn't because I wasn't loved. It was just simply because my parents and we lived in such an isolated area. Our school went to year 10. And uh, at that time, you either went and worked in the mine or you went away to get education. So I left home when I was 15. So I say I had to learn a lot very, at a very young age, self-finance from the age 17. I became an engineer through um, winning a scholarship to go to university. But I spent one year in my profession, fired my boss, age 21. So he spent four years at university and only one year, a bit over one year in my profession. So again... You know, it was back to the wall scenario. I left uh, where I was, jumped in my car, and uh, every all my possessions I had was a car and and uh, anything I could fit in it. And I ended up uh, starting a business uh, within six months. Had no idea about business. Um, 21, 22 years of age, probably not too much about life as well, but um, I just did whatever it took to have success. And three years into that, I was one of the states of Australia. So just imagine being Florida's fitness professional of the year. Uh, that led me to owning five fitness clubs, setting up 22 franchises, multi-award winning trainer. Um, business was good. And then I got hit by the global financial crisis. And that was a whole new world of challenge, adversity. I only just made it through that without losing everything. I went online, built a seven-figure business online. Um, and But I guess my biggest challenge in adversity in life was in 2014. My wife and I were looking to be our uh, parents for the first time. Um, and uh, just uh, a few weeks before the birth, uh, we went in for a routine checkup and the doctor said, there's no heartbeat here. 
and that was a fairly big life-changing moment uh, where my wife um, had to go and deliver the baby and, um, you know, you you go from absolute high to rock bottom pretty quickly there and, um, and uh, yeah, from there I ended up publishing a book called You've Got One Shot, which is um, right here. You've Got One Shot, which is the story of a stolen heartbeat and what that taught me about living a meaningful life. Um, so I started a whole brand and idea around that concept. If you got one shot at life, go out there and give it your best shot. Um, and along with that, I started my own show as well, where I've interviewed around 150 of what I call uh, change makers to the world, um, you know, people like Dr. John Demartini, um, people that played sport at the highest level, just to dive into their stories and, and pull some wisdom out to help people maximise their one shot at life. So that's where we are at the moment and currently sitting in a lockdown. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. And how do you find it as, you know, a business owner during this time in COVID, especially being in lockdown, because I know for me, I'm super grateful that I've moved to this online business because now it doesn't affect me as much, but it's still difficult because you're stuck inside all the time. Yeah. Look, I mean, for me, like there's two parts to this for me. Like if I didn't learn the lesson in the global financial crisis, I would have been bankrupt here because businesses, physical bricks and mortar businesses, retail stores, restaurants, um, gyms have been closed for nearly 300 days um, in the last 18 months. And if you're paying for rent and equipment and everything else, you know, so a lot of these businesses are, are really struggling. So I learned this lesson in the global financial crisis where I went online at the back end of that. I said, hey, all of that, um, banks not lending money, um, equipment costs going up hundreds of thousands of dollars overnight because of the US uh, dollar exchange. Um, gym clients worried about their own finances, so they were leaving as well. Everything was just really challenging then for me. And I, once I got through that, I said, I want to have customers all around the world. I want to have customers um, online. I want to be at low risk. I want to work from home. So it's sort of transition there. But in regards to COVID for a lot of business owners in this time living in Melbourne, it's extremely challenging. For me, the biggest challenge for me here, and yes, it is, it's not as great to do business because I typically spend 20 weeks a year traveling around the world. So I've been basically, my last trip was October 2019 for business. So that hurts your business quite dramatically, but I'm again, very grateful that I'm in a financial position and that from what I've done over the last 10 years to, I guess, ride it out in a way, um, which I have now for two years. Um, but for me, I'm a free spirit. You know, I want to do what I want, when I want with whoever I want. And when you're, I feel like a bird in a birdcage, you are, um, 23 hours a day locked in your home. You're allowed to go out for one hour for exercise. You're not allowed to travel more than three miles from my house for that. Um, I We have a curfew of 9 p.m. I need permits to take my kids to different things like if I want to use a childcare centre, I've got to apply to the government to give it a permit. Um, you know, it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so uh, mentally for me, uh, where my freedoms have been taken away, that there is probably, you know, that's the number one rank on my values chart. So that's a challenge. 
I believe it. And that's, I think that's something good for my listeners to hear, right? Because there's a lot of people struggling right now, but we're all struggling in different ways. And Mm. so I think it's, you know, we, I mean, we still have restrictions and they've got all this funky stuff going on now, but it's challenging for everybody. So thank you for sharing that. Now, you know, I believe that I ended up where I am because of what I've been through, the adversity that I've overcome. Um, Do you believe it's the same for yourself? Yeah, look, I think um, I I truly believe leaving home at 15 and having to fend for myself at such a young age was, you know, it was financially, it was a struggle. Um, Just, you know, I was I was borderline homeless at one stage where I, I accepted a job. And I just said yes, but I was three hours away from that job. And while I'm driving to the job starts on Monday, I'm, I'm doing this on Friday. I didn't have a place to stay. I had my car place to stay. And I'm ringing people to say, can I just stay on your couch for a few nights so I find somewhere to live? And I, one of my friend's aunties let me do that for two nights and then someone else let me do it for two weeks. But what I found, I was only earning $170 a week. So people having houses to rent, they said, we're not renting to a 17-year-old with on a wage of $170 a week. So it took me like six months to be able to get a house. So I guess um, I've always always talk about alchemy and how can you create alchemy and going through challenges like that really I, I guess make you quite strong mentally and um, you know some people's challenges are going to be a lot bigger than others but also uh, you know the challenges I feel like I've been through have prepared me for great challenges as well so I think your past your history your experiences certainly will help you get through the the road above everything's about learning and growing so you learn the lesson from you take action and then you grow so um yeah I think I think you're exactly right well, speaking of lessons, now your story has some very powerful lessons, obviously. Can you share some of those lessons? Yeah, look, I mean, I guess my defining moment is really losing my son. Um, and on my phone, I might even be able to see it. I, I have here his feet as a reminder every day that, um, you know, <laughs> Today's a bad day. You know, I can go one kilometer, uh, three miles from my house, but it's not as bad as watching your wife deliver your son that you're not going to be going home with. Um, so that moment there is just imagine you're, you know, you're a few weeks out from, you know, being first time parents, you packed your bags to go on a holiday for the weekend. You've just had good signs all the way through. You go in and uh, the obstetrician is going, there's no heartbeat here. And instantly it was like that roller coaster where your stomach just drops to the ground and um i'm like whoa and just i felt like everything was like in the matrix had stopped at the time and it was like what and um then they confirmed it and they um i said so what happens now i just didn't want my wife to go through any crazy pain so i I wanted her to yes potentially go off and have an operation and not be able to be, you know, conscious to find out what's going on. They said, no, she's going to have to deliver this naturally. Um, And 
you know, so your bags are going from a holiday into a birthing suite and your next 48 hours, you know, you're, she's been induced, you're watching her deliver the baby. I'd never cried in my life uh, in front of my wife and I cried for three hours straight, my head in the pillow and I was, you know, just completely broken. And at the time when um, Ethan was born, uh, Karen did some skin on skin with the with the baby, and they said, oh, "Do you want to uh, do you want to hold your baby?" And I was at the time, I was like, "No, I just don't. I just want it all to go away. I want it all to go away." But you have to face your fear, and I, I, I'm just so grateful that I did that. I, I'm grateful that I faced the fear because I was just holding the baby, had just looked perfect, and just a little tear in his eye, and. At that 10-minute moment, the 10 minutes I spent with him, it was like I was having like pledges of life of, you know, I'm going to make you proud. I'm going to, you know. So anyway, fast forward the next two days we got to spend with him and then you, you leave empty of, you know, you're leaving a hospital after going through that whirlwind experience and you're back not at the starting blocks to be having a baby because there's a healing process physically and mentally and, um uh, a week later, we had the funeral, and at the funeral, I said, "Look, my son hasn't had one breath on this planet. We're all here in the game. You know what do what do we got to do? We've got to go and make the most of our one shot at life." And uh, that ended up inspiring me to do what I do now, and wrote a book about it, which has changed many people's lives. Like I get testimonials every day where they said, "Well, that there was I cried and cried and cried, and then I was just empowered." So. You know, there's always a good lesson and a good story to come out of challenge and adversity if you deal with a challenge and adversity. Because a lot of people that have been through that, they don't they don't come back. Oh, absolutely! And I've seen countless people, especially in my area of recovery, that they actually slip back. You know, from getting a taste of it, and that's why I believe it's so important to really discover that purpose and realize that your past experience can actually be a gift that you can use to help other people overcome the same thing. And so I think that is so important. Can you talk more about the one shot movement? Because it just sounds so amazing. And then we'll get into your book, of course. Yeah, look, I think um, I, the one shot movement concept and idea and what I've come to come across is people go through a paradigm of life. And the paradigm of life is you go and get a good education, you go and get a good job, you go and buy a house, you go and get married, you go and you know, you start progressing, career progression, making a little bit more money. What do I do with that money? I get an investment. It's that 40-year plan, that 40, uh, 40 hours a week for 40 years. And you get to the end, um, you retire only just getting by for a lot of people, majority only just getting by. But along that journey, majority haven't faced absolute adversity and absolute adversity i mean it might be near-death experience it could be grief through losing a loved one um you know something that's just like put you into a hollow hole where it's like that wake-up moment go whoa hey i've got 20 years left in my life now i'm going to make something of that so the whole idea of what i want to do is educate and inspire people to make the most of their one shot at life so i, I say educate 
because, you know, I've done 20 years in business, five gyms, been through challenges financially there, also invested over half a million dollars in working with some of the, the brightest entrepreneurs in the world. So my IP is very high in how I can share and educate people. Plus I've spoken on stadiums with 15,000 people in the audience and, I think I bring a good blend and balance of experience and theory and street smarts and, you know, intellectual um, entrepreneurial capital to the table. So I bring that out as well as um, the inspiration is what can inspire people. So you go through that journey of life, you get to the end and then you go, whoa, I wish I did this, but you know, you're in the rocking chair, you've got no way to rewind and go back in time. So my whole idea is that that spark to go, hey, if you want to go and travel the world, do it now. If you want to make more money, do it now or start now. Um, so I think that's the whole idea of my vision around the concept of the one shop movement. Uh, the good and bad of it is I launched my book and everything at the start of the pandemic. So my vision for it was to go out in the public speaking circuit and run workshops. And um, so I sort of felt like, you know, apart from my podcast, my show and a few online things that I've been doing, um, content creating, et cetera, I haven't been able to reach my full potential there because I haven't been able to do live events or anything. But I feel that this experience here is going to make the message even more profound when we come out the other side because I'm going to go, hey, we all just experienced, you know, a, a situation over the last two years that's you know, you probably may or may not ever experience again, but did that wake you up? <laughs> did that want you to go and say, oh, I nearly lost my job there. Well, why don't you protect yourself and start a side hustle business or something like that to make some extra money? Um, so it's, again, it's a sort of like nearly a, a spark to inspire people to maximize their one shot at life. I love that. I love <laughs> that. And, you know, it's, I was thinking about back to my journey about how, I was, you know, when I got sober, I had my job. I was very fortunate. It was a good career. But after a certain point, I'm just like, is this it? Like, mm -hmm. is this all I'm going to do for the rest of my life? And I always did, like you say, the 40-year plan. I was going to, you know, lay all the bricks down and then life would be good. And it never, it was never like that for me because I always had this desire to do something more. And I mean, I think that's, I definitely have that kind of A-type personality with that. But I mean, I didn't want to settle. And I think a lot of it changed when, for me, I started hanging out with other entrepreneurs and I started to learn what they were doing. So is it similar like that for you when you started business? You know, who did you surround yourself with? Yeah, it's a great, I guess that's if somebody always says, what's the number one thing that you can do to get ahead in life? And it's the people you, you network with. And it's, it's beyond that. So it's not just the people you hang around. Um, so I do a whole chapter in my book on uh, leverage time, money and relationships. So um, the leverage relationship side of things. So I got a mentor when I was in my first uh, run in business when I was very, very young. Um, and that happened by chance. Um, again, I share that story in my book as well about using gratitude and generosity changed my life because 
And just I'll share this with you for a 60 seconds because it says a big lesson here. So what happened was I was in business. I had no money. I was you know, running the business on the smell of an oily rag and a basketball club. So a, the top level basketball were looking for sponsors and I had no money to do that. So I just thought, how can I... How can I get some awareness and promotion through this? I said, what if I donate 10, 12-month memberships and they're $1,500 each? So you can go and fundraise at, at an auction and generate $15,000 or whatever you get for, for the, and that. And what happened was one of the basketball players' wife bought it. They come in and I, that was luck in its own right. And she gives me eight basketball tickets says, thank you for uh, your generous uh, donation. So a young family walk into my gym. They all join up. There's like four members. And I, I pull out the basketball tickets and said, hey, um, what are you doing on Saturday night? I didn't even know who they were. And I gave the, the eight basketball tickets away. And that guy there comes back on Monday and said, Craig, that was extremely generous of you. Um, I've got a corporate box. Imagine at the NFL, like the football. Um, I have a, my own corporate box. You can be a guest of mine on Saturday night. So I go into his corporate box, and this guy's now been my mentor for the last uh, 20 years. He's taught me how to invest in property. He's helped me with business. He's helped me navigate uh, the global financial crisis. Anytime I am investing in a new property or a new business venture, I always go to him and he gives me great insight of what I should be doing. So the, I guess a lesson of giving uh, without any expectation can often really lead to something. So I got a mentor, then I joined masterminds with really next level entrepreneurs to like level up. And then there's people that I still associate with and want to associate to have the conversation with the right people. And then there's, as I'm learning and growing, there's this level of giving back as well. So I also try and help people rise up as well. Um, so it's not just surround yourself with good people. There's all sorts of good elements to that. And ultimately, I talk to people about building a world-class team. So in my coaching program, I say, hey, who is in your, who's on your world-class team? Who's your accountant? What's their capability? You want to invest in property? Who's your property mentor? Who's your broker? Who's your, you know, so it's getting these world-class um, pieces. So the the people, the, the, the human capital is a, a lot of different elements. It's not just surrounding yourself with the right type of people. Absolutely. And I mean, I've heard the same thing, right? Just give value and eventually something will come back through it, but you just can't expect it. So I think that's a part that people struggle on. Now, you also mentioned leveraging time and money, and that's in your book as well. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was my mentor's first thing. Craig, if you know, if you can learn how to leverage time, money, and relationships, you'll be unstoppable. So it's like right on my uh, website, you know, uh, uh, leverage. Uh, create leverage and become unstoppable and uh, and leveraging time and money you're not taught that at school you have to work that out yourself so I um, started learning about how do I make money leverage that money to build wealth if I've got wealth then I can get more time back and if I've making more money in my business I've got more time back so just have this whole concept of how can I uh, leverage, um, you know, things. So let's say, I'll give you a good example. If you've got a business at the moment and you're working through the roof, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, you know, identify tasks 
that could be done. There might be low skill tasks that you could outsource to someone on Fiverr or Upwork or something like that. That's a form of leverage to give you some time back, you know, or, you know, how can I increase cash flow in my business to get myself one day out of my business by putting a really highly competent person in to deliver the product and service better. So I'm giving myself more time back. And then, okay, I'm making more money. How can I redeploy that money either to invest in marketing to bring in more sales or start investing in assets that can grow in wealth that's you know it doesn't cost a lot of your time but they appreciate quite considerably and that's what i've built um, i started investing in property because of that whole concept around uh 2000 a year after i started my first business and i now have near eight figure property portfolio 20 years later um, so that's just what you got to be trying to do, thinking like that. And I, and I say it's a form of recession proofing yourself. So the reason I've been able to sit out of the last two years effectively doing business and not going bankrupt is because I've uh, put myself in where I've got properties, I've got uh, investments in private companies, I've got my own traditional business. If I had that fixed mindset of still running my gyms and just slowly grinding out and getting bigger and better that way, maybe my circumstances would have been quite considerably different right now. Well, especially with COVID. So, and you also have a podcast, correct? So, what inspired yeah. you to start the podcast? Oh, look, the book, really. Um, when I started writing the uh, the idea of the book, I'm like, going, I don't want to just have a book. I want to create a concept. And, um, you know, so my, uh, my book then can generate, I guess, traffic and value and more people to, you know, connect into what I'm trying to do through podcasts. So, um, you know, my book's my pride and joy and I put my heart and soul into it. But my podcast, it created a whole heap of lessons as well as values. So, you know, the people that I've interviewed, um, you know, they, these are people that have, you know, achieved extraordinary things. So to get yourself in front of that person is a game of cat and mouse, you know. So, um, for example, uh, Michael Lane, he runs Success Resources. Michael Lane, uh, you know, they do over, or they're doing a billion dollars a year in um, revenue for their biggest events company in the world. So his uh, people he's um, got on his stages Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Richard Branson, Donald Trump, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like, to get yourself in front of Michael Lane is no not easy if you don't know him, you know. So people like that, I was just able to get on my show. But because people could see that caliber were getting onto my show, as the journey continued to go on, they said, well, if you've interviewed Michael Lane, you must be the real deal. You know, so I was able to elevate my positioning um, and my contacts. And now I speak to Michael all the time. That was just one example. And, you know, I, you know, I've, there's dozens and dozens of examples of that as well. Like the big, one of the biggest podcasters in the world, uh, Rob Moore, you know, again, he's got nearly a nine figure property portfolio and, um, he gets over a million downloads per podcast and, you know, he jumped on my show, you know, so when people go, what well, Rob's been on your show, you've been on his show, you must be the real deal. So, you know, it's sort of like positioning yourself 
to surround yourself with the right type of people. But my podcast is, yeah, I, I really, I love doing it. Um, but I also, um, yeah, it's just to add more value to what I'm doing. Absolutely. And it is fun. I mean, we get to meet all sorts of great people, yourself included. I mean, it's through the podcast, right? That's why I love it so much. So when you talk about positioning yourself, because I think this could help a lot of people listening. I know a lot of people either have just started podcasts or want to start podcasts. You know, how do you do that for when you're just starting out? Well, um, it's, yeah. I would have to say, to be absolutely brutally honest, to to get yourself in front of someone like Michael uh, when you're just starting out is he, he's getting requests like that a thousand times a day. So, um, I feel my journey to that point had a level of success already to have the credibility to already do that. And I had, um, you may not know this guy in America, but he's got the biggest entrepreneur education company in Australia. He's a really amazing influencer. He was, I was doing some business stuff with him and he was one of my guests on my show. And Michael saw that he was on my show and knows that he's a serious player because he's got his own TV show. He's, you know, he's a big deal in Aussie. Um, so, yeah, but I'd already started being published. I'd already had, had, uh, been on MTV in the Middle East. And, you know, when I, you know, there was articles on Yahoo Lifestyle about me, et cetera. But it's often happens through who you know. All right. So Dr. John Martini jumped on my show through a lady I work with on my book who had a good relationship with him. So she put me in touch with them and because she referred me to them, that was the way to get me through the gateway because he respected her and because she said, you got you got to jump on Craig's show. He's a great guy. He's got a great story and, you know, you guys have a great chat. So through somebody is a great way. LinkedIn's a really good platform to network with the right type of people. So make sure you get your profile rock solid there because people window shop on your profile there. Fill out as many things. Um, go and get your testimonial bit down the bottom, like the recommendations. Make sure you fill out all the boxes really well. And get, work on getting credibility. So trying to get, you know, an article written about you or, or do a speaking gig where you can get some photos of you doing that speaking gig or, you know, there's ways to do it. Um, I haven't had to pay for a guest on my show. Um, I've been able to do it through my contacts list already. But if I was starting again with no credibility and, Dr. John Martini said, yeah, I'm really busy. I charge $1,000 per interview. I would pay that $1,000 and then leverage off the back end of that. That's what I would do if I was starting raw with no experience and no credibility already. Hopefully there's a few ideas. That's some amazing information. Thank you so much. So what are some of the tips and strategies that you could recommend um, that could help people become market leaders in their niche? 
Yeah, look, I think um, I have a six-stage framework for that. Um, the first bit is identifying where you're at to start with and a personal growth plan. So it's you know often people refer to it as defining your North Star. So knowing where you're at, where you want to go, you know, that's like one really key point um, because you want to know who you actually are where uh, and where you want to go. That's a great starting point. But I think um, you, we, we touched on the contacts component so i that's like a really big part of my framework is who can you who's in your network that you could potentially collaborate with you know so for example in the fitness industry right now i would be doing deals with complementary businesses that have similar uh avatar or, or or clients to me but we don't compete against each other so like when we talk about this network growth, a part of that whole idea is to establish collaboration um, opportunities where you can get win-win relationships. So I built my fitness clubs off that idea where I would have chiropractors, physios, local hairdressers, and I would promote their business. They would promote mine, the local cafe, um, and playing that game as well is really, really important. Um, one, I guess, concept is uh, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. So it's like getting eyeballs on to you. So how do you do that? You know, you can pay traffic, content create, and um, you might pay an organization for it. You might generate PR. You might build a database on your email and, you know, have an email database marketing program and just continually um provide consistent quality contact to your audience. That's really important about being market leadership. This whole idea of, I guess, building your authority where you are, you know, recognition. So let's say you're a microbiologist and you've got some sort of business there, you know, doing academia and getting published papers and winning awards. If you're a mortgage broker, being the broker of the local area or, or whatever it is, is to raise yourself up so you stand out to be a needle in the haystack because when you can get into that top 10%, preferably 1%, more opportunities will come your way. And why I sort of developed that framework, I, I went back on my 20-year journey and said, my, my intellectual property is amazing for this whole idea, but I've done it five different times. So I won one of five scholarships to put myself through university. I was a fitness professional this, so the number one in the state. I won franchise of the year in the fitness industry three times. Uh, I was listed in the top 80 biggest people in the world in terms of income for the direct selling industry. Um, you know, so if you continue to keep doing it, you can see what type of behaviors and what you what's required to be able to and the last one was I won an award for the number one sales guy for all of Southeast Asia Pacific so to do that in all those countries you sort of know what you're doing but um, that's yeah some ideas about becoming market leader that's excellent now ultimately my number highest level is that what we were talking about is becoming that investor that how do you leverage your money how do you position yourself recession proof yourself manage risk even coming through this situation, being able to see the opportunities that might arise in your industry on the back end of it. So that's the, the final part of the formula. Oh, I love that. Thanks for adding that. And that's, 
you know, one of my passionate areas is on mental health. And a lot of people right now, because they've been struggling, they've been stuck inside. I know that's an area now that, okay, I can dive in. And that's why I started my business. And I haven't been doing this for all that long. And it's been an amazing journey so far. Mm. Yeah. So is there anything more that you want to add? Um, Look, I think ultimately people have to make a decision on their life. You know, they've got to say, uh, I'm just happy go lucky. It's, you know, it's, I'll just keep cruising through. I'm okay. And if that's your attitude, that's perfectly fine. Like everyone has, you know, what makes them happy. So I've got joy and happiness on my jumper. Like I have on my website, if anyone ever wants to go and do it, it's a little ebook, which is seven areas to master, to master your life, to create joy and happiness. And, um, you know, on, on your screen there, it's got my website. So you'll be able to see that. But if you're happy doing that, that's okay because you're happy. But if you have a burning desire to say, you know what, I am going to go and make the most of my one-shot life. I am going to go and write a book. I am going to go and uh, travel to the 52 states. I am going to grab a RV or what you call it and drive from one side of the country to the other. I am going to fly internationally for the first time in my life. I am going to start a side hustle. I am going to do – if that's you, make the decision, put a good plan in place – but taking action, you know, nothing's easy. Leaving home at 15 wasn't easy. Um, if Self-finance from age 17 wasn't easy. Going through university and then firing your boss age 21 wasn't easy. Starting a business with no business skills, no capital really wasn't easy. But all of these experiences to be able to work from home, travel to 120 different cities in the world, Effectively financially retired, uh, age 40, um, having business all around the world, ticked off most of the bucket list things most people would ever dream of. Um, It's all worth it. So, you know, I'd say go out there and make the most of your one shot at life. I love that. Now I have to ask, what's the coolest thing that you've done in your journey? Wow, that I mean, I could do a whole podcast on that because in my 120 different cities, I'm a seriously passionate traveler and I've played in uh, a charity basketball game in uh, Manila in like poor, you know, poor area where $2 is your favorite week. And they asked me to go and play in a, a basketball game against local TV stars. And um, so I did it. And I I was thinking it was going to be nothing and I turned up and there was like a stadium of like 5,000 people, there was commentators, there was entertainment, my basketball uh, top had my own name on it. (laughs) That was incredible. But then I went to Lebanon and spoke um, on uh, national or international TV because it got broadcast out to the entire Middle East. That was you know, a, a bit of a spin out of a, a scenario. But, um, yeah, I've stayed in $3,000 a night accommodation in the bungalows of Bora Bora to castles on Lake Geneva. Um, I've been caught up in a, a, I guess, a spin-off from a major terror attack in Turkey where I was locked in a um, in a shop for a couple of hours in my family while there was major protests happening about 220 people dying the day before and 
escaping out the back two hours just in a panic, not knowing what's going on with a six-month-old baby into a, a sea of 10,000 people was pretty spooky. Um, I was in India once uh, and a cult leader got – uh jail time and and being there was uh that was crazy they turned the internet off um and it was like war on the streets where you know hundreds of people got killed in that experience there and i had to cut halfway off my plane and stop the connection through to that city because it wasn't going to be safe and then the next morning i'm on a an open air train in india which was just and then in africa i've done some serious things in africa so it's uh yeah i just love what the world has to offer and i just really think it's a beautiful place and when it's open people should go and experience what it has to offer absolutely and i think you do need to do a show on the coolest things that you've done because <laughs> most of that just gave me goosebumps and i know that's why i love inter like interviewing people like yourself and sharing what you've been through i think it's so inspiring so thank you so much for being on the show now if people want to learn more get your book how can they get a hold of you yeah so you got my website up there so that's really my major hub um and just my name, most social medias, um, you'll find me there. LinkedIn, Instagram, that's where I am there. Email me at craig at craigschultz.com as well. Like I, I respond to anyone that writes to me personally. So a lot of people write, buy my book, read my book, and then they'll send me something that's really, you know, really lights me up effectively. Like I don't make much money off selling books, but the testimonials where you go, that's another life I've changed. And uh that's really what um, what I wrote a book for was to make impact and change people's lives. So, um, and just a lesson on that too: you just never know the next person you meet could change your life. And I, I take that with my book as well. Somebody's going to read my book one day, and they're going to reach out, and and you know, all of a sudden you're changing the world through your story. So uh, that's um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And we'll definitely be promoting your book. I'm, I'm getting a copy right after we get off this call, but thank you, Craig, so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. No worries. I'd love to be on the, on, on your show and um, yeah, everyone go and make the most of your one shot at life. So I hope you'll take that advice and, you know, go for what you want in life, right? We get this one chance at life and we have to take advantage of it. Don't wait because I know from experience in the past when I've waited on opportunities, right? I thought I'll start that later. I'll start on Monday. You know, we never know how life is going to turn out and life tends to throw curveballs at us sometimes. So there's never a good time to start if you're going to wait. The best time to start is now. So if you're thinking of doing something new or you're thinking of trying something, try it. What's the worst thing that can happen? You learn what not to do right? So, you know, and like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you want to learn how to change your brain so you can change your story and enhance your recovery, my friend Lane Kennedy and I have teamed up to create a short masterclass for you to get started and super, super cheap rate. Uh, we decided to heavily discount this mini course for you because we know that a lot of people are struggling right now. So there's six activities to help you change your brain, there's also six incredible meditations focused on each topic so that you can embed the concepts 
even further into your subconscious mind and we wrap things up with a 21-day challenge. So head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash change your brain to learn more. I'll see you guys on the next show. I have had the privilege to walk alongside of many people who have built their foundation and further enhanced their recovery. But unfortunately, there are still so many people who are still suffering that need our help. The Road Beyond Recovery podcast is a proud sponsor of Touched by Addiction. Addiction thrives in isolation and darkness. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. So if you or someone you know has been affected by addiction, there is help. At Touched by Addiction, we are dedicated to exposing addiction and ending the plague. Be that beacon of hope and light that so many desperately need. Each t-shirt or sweater you buy helps to get a struggling addict off the streets and into a year-long addiction treatment program. If you want to support the movement, go to www.touchedbyaddiction.com.